Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. You have joined us for the 128th episode of This Week in the Word. Welcome aboard. Last week, we began to look at what Jesus Christ himself had to say about Bible prophecy. We started in Matthew chapter 24, and we're going to go back to Matthew chapter 24 today. You know, I'm recording this for Sunday, the 28th of February in 2021, and I've entitled this, What's Next? Hate, Inc. <laughs> now, you might be saying right now, what in the world is this episode going to be about? And I'm going to tell you, you know, as we think about what the world is facing, especially in America, there's a global debt collapse that's sure to come. We don't know when, but it has to happen because we are spending money we really don't have. And I don't know if you realize it or not, but in March 2021, mortgage companies can begin to foreclose on mortgages that are in forbearance and many, many people, as in hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions, will be evicted from their homes. We're in the midst of a top-down, bottom-up, inside-out, outside-in collapse of not only America, but the entire world system. The global elites are touting what they call the Great Reset where they just change everything and start over with just a fabulous plan. I'm sure you're going to love it, I say sarcastically. And on top of all of that, we now have Hate, Inc. What am I talking about? Well, I was thinking about what the Lord Jesus Christ said this week about prophecy and the way things will be just prior to his return. And I started thinking about a couple of verses that we read last week, but I'm going to go back to those because I think we are starting to see at least a little bit of what he said will ultimately be happening just prior to his return. So we read in Matthew 24, verses 9 and 10, this is Jesus Christ speaking now, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. It's interesting that word there where it says, and then shall many be offended. It's, it's a Greek word which which we would transliterate scandalized. You know how people are triggered today and they start hating on other people? Well, I think we're starting to see the, the beginnings of that type of hatred. Now, hate here, where he says, uh, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then he says there, um, and shall hate one another. That word hate means to, wait for it, hate is <laughs> to be treated with ill will, to inflict ill will on someone. You know, in China, which is being aided by the big tech companies, 
they are perfecting, I, th I think they actually have perfected the use of technology to control people. And so everybody in China has a cell phone, I guess, and China has learned to use something called a social score, where you earn social credits and that raises, or if you're not earning them, that lowers your social score. And it's all done through phones, through apps. And with their facial recognition cameras, which can pick one individual person they're looking for out of 100,000 faces, and this is like in a nanosecond, in that system, people are being trained to shun the shunned. They are be tra being trained to hate the hated. I mean, you're either with the Chinese Communist Party or you're not. And if you're not, you are public enemy number one in China. And guess what? That's coming to a neighborhood near you eventually. Now, the world, that is the world system, the world, the flesh, and the devil hate Jesus Christ. They, they can't get to him, though, so they hate on those who are his, those who belong to him. Uh, that would probably be you if you're a Christian. And you know, if you're not hated, you're probably the hater. So be careful about that. Progressive globalists hate people in general, but they have an unparalleled hate for Christian white males, and they're always talking uh, globally and in America, especially about white privilege and systemic racism and et cetera. And, you know, it's just all code language for reverse racism. But it's not just Christian white males. It's anyone who holds to conservative patriotic values, whatever their, their melatonin content in their skin may be, if, if you are a traditional conservative in this world or in America, uh, even if you're Hispanic, Asian, or black, it doesn't matter. Somebody is going to be hating on you. And you know what? That probably starting to dawn on you here in the last few months. When we think about things like social justice warriorism and the diversity delusion, critical race theory, wokeism, the aim is not unity, not to bring us together, but it's disunity to keep us apart. There was a professor at the University of Chicago years ago named Saul Alinsky, and he wrote the original book for organizing called Rules for Radicals. Saul Alinsky is quoted as saying, you know, to radicals, to those who would be fomenting rebellion. He is quoted as saying, the issue is never the issue. Do you understand what he meant? when he said that. There may be a, a police incident, there may be something else that happens, but that is only used to further the plans of the revolution. It's not really about that event that happened. Think about what he said. He taught his followers the issue, you know, whatever people are upset about right now, the issue is never the issue. Think about that.
And then while you're thinking about it, forget about it. I mean, we got, we got a lot of problems going on. We have today worldwide hate where people are actually being trained to treat other people this way, that the people that, that they hate are to be isolated, targeted, marginalized, condemned, punished, and disappeared many times, literally, as in the old Soviet Union. If you didn't go along with the Soviet communists and you were a big enough pain in their side, they would just have you disappeared, as in dead. Uh, certainly, they use the Gulag Archipelago, as Alexander Solzhenitsyn wrote about. He was a prisoner in that. So he was an expert on how the Soviets disappeared people. Now, this is only happening, as far as I know right now, by big tech where you're, you're digitally disappeared. You know, but it's just a, a short hop, skip, and a jump to deciding that, hey, let's just disappear people literally, actually, and we don't have to keep fooling with them or spending money on imprisoning them. Um, Hitler did that. He decided his target was, were the Jewish people and many others, I would add. And the final solution, you know, the ultimate answer was, hey, let's just disappear. And that's where the death camps came from. You know, religion has been and is now the largest force for hate. It is the HQ of Hate, Inc., Satan is a CEO of Hate, Inc., and the religion of the left is hatred. You know, you've heard about big oil, big pharma, big tech. Well, welcome to big hate, because there's big money in big hate. All this hate is it's just hateful. It's also fun for the people doing the hating. But here's the thing, and pay attention to this. Hate, Inc. is also very profitable. There's money to be made in Hate, Inc. You know, when I was a kid and even a little bit as a teenager, there was a television ad that ran all the time on Saturdays, usually. Saturday, maybe Sunday afternoon when people were bored out of their minds. And it was about uh, raising chinchillas for fun and profit. Now, I don't know exactly what a chinchilla is, but I have it on good authority. It's like a hamster or something like that. And I don't know what they're for or why people raised them for fun and private, but that's what they were pitching. Uh, thankfully, I didn't buy from those TV ads. <laughs> if You should look that up. It's probably on YouTube or something, you know, an old commercial. You'll enjoy seeing it. But think about it. If, if you're in Hey, Inc., you get to hate and you get paid for it. What's not to like? You know, I was raised in the 60s and 70s, and it was very common. I'm sure I even, I, I know for sure I even said this to people, especially in the late 60s and very early 70s. People would greet each other with peace, man. <laughs> remember that? If you're my age, you remember it. Peace, man. <laughs> Love was in. In the, in the late 60s and the early 70s. Love was in. Hate was out. I mean, if you 
hated anybody or anything. I mean, you were to be hated because love was the deal. Coca-Cola even had a commercial. Uh, they took a an actual song, but they reworded it and used it in a commercial. And you've probably heard of it. If you haven't, uh, Google it, and I'm sure it's online as well. Coca-Cola's old song said, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. So it, it used the song that actually existed, but, you know, it had Coca-Cola in the background. Well, you know what? I think that if they wrote a new commercial like that today, it might be, I'd like to teach the world to hate in perfect tyranny. <laughs> That's what haters do anyway. That's what Hate Inc. does. I don't know if Coca-Cola would actually do that. Who knows? But um, that's what Hank Inc. would do. They would change that song title to I'd Like to Teach the World to Hate and Perfect Tyranny. You know, it's said that love is an action, not just an attitude. Well, you can 10x that for hate, for sure. Now, are you ready for this? Get ready. When hate is aimed at believers in Jesus Christ, and people just hate others for any reason, every reason, or no reason at all. We are in the type of battle space the Lord predicted would be in place just before his return. If you know, Think about it like this. If, if God says something just once, we're to believe it, right? Well, Matthew 24 mentions the coming of Jesus Christ 11 times in Matthew 24. It uses in the Greek two different words, but the result's the same. He's coming. He's going to arrive here again. In Matthew 25, it mentions his coming six times. I'm not great at math, but even I can figure out that 17 times in two chapters reference is made to the coming of Jesus Christ. Now, when it was made, he had already come the first time, but he was saying that he would be coming back. And the hatred of the world system and those who lead the world toward Christians is one of the clues that we might be getting closer and closer to that time. Let me read again what Jesus said in Matthew 24, verses 9 and 10. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. That means to be pressured and troubled, uh, you know, bad news. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. Well, what does that word mean, Pastor Ed? It means kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Think about what some of these state governments and I guess large city governments have done in the pandemic over the last year or so. People have been openly encouraged to to rat out their neighbors over this violation or that violation of uh, pandemic code and so forth. Jesus says, just before he comes, 
there's going to be plenty of hate flowing. And I think, I think we're starting to see things trending in that direction. So what's next? Well, hate ink. And, and we're starting to see it right now. We're going to go further in Matthew 24, 29 to 51, because here the Lord is going to clearly tie in the fact that he is returning. Now, I want to tell you that many of you listening may attend various denominations, different churches all over America and, and perhaps in other parts of the world. I've had listeners from Mexico, Siberia, <laughs> Russia. It's amazing where people have listened to this podcast. Uh, I think even in Israel. Now, here's what I want you to know. Hate will, will be one of the signs of that time before the literal, physical return of Jesus Christ to planet Earth, not to take sides, but to take over. He is going to return after this global government is established under the one that we commonly call the Antichrist, the beast, and he's going to shatter that godless government, and he's going to take over. We even know from the Lord Jesus Christ himself, or from the, from the angels who, who said this, at his ascension, after his resurrection, when he ascended back to heaven, they said that he would come again in the same way. And we know from the Bible where he's coming. He's coming to the same place he left from, on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem in Israel. So here's what I want you to know. That's what the Bible teaches. Well, I've never heard that. That's not what my preacher says. Listen, most of the mainline churches have long ago, um, that really, they've given up on the Bible as being the actual word of God which it is, but they've given up on that. And you can bet they no longer believe Jesus. I don't think a lot of them even believe Jesus Christ is really real and resurrected. And they certainly don't believe he's returning again. Um, the best you can get out of them is, yeah, well, maybe, yeah, someday, maybe, yeah, whatever. But they don't even know what the Bible says. And I'm reading to you what it says. <laughs> So if you're in a mixed-up church like that, you need to find a group of believers who take the Bible as the Word of God, and if Jesus is said to be returning literally, physically, to this earth, he's coming back. That's a fact, Jack. All right, now, let's read what Jesus himself says. And remember, I already told you that, uh, that in Matthew 24, where we are right now, that in that, this one chapter, 11 times, it refers to his coming again. Even though it uses two different Greek words, the result's the same. He's coming back. He's going to be here literally, physically. 
This is not some kind of like, well, yeah, spiritually. No, 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 no. Jesus Christ is going to return, literally. Matthew 24, 29 to 51. See if you can get any other meaning out of that than what I just said as I read this. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that is near, that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, 
and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, when we see Hate, Inc., as we see all around us today, and it's not confined to just one group of people, everybody seems to be hating everybody. But the most hated people are those who love Jesus Christ. When you see that hate, know that Jesus is coming. But I also want you to know that there's love to be found, and Jesus is saving in John 3:16 through 18 Jesus speaks here for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You know, as we've gone through this brief study of, of some of what the Lord Jesus Christ said, and we've seen hate, Inc., we need to pay attention to the love of God. Jesus Christ came not so that judgment could be passed on people, but so that they could be saved. The judgment is passed on those who reject Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. There's no other way to be forgiven, but if you reject Him and what He did on the cross to pay the price for your sins, there's no other way for your sin to be forgiven or covered than through Jesus Christ, and you will enter eternity into a place called hell, forever apart from God and His love. I don't want to see that happen to anyone listening. Whatever the color of your skin is, wherever you may live, whatever you may believe politically before you heard this, or Whatever your worldview is, everyone is a sinner and everyone needs the love and forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ that we might be born again and live eternally with Him in heaven. You know, I'm going to give you a phone number here and I'm going to say it twice. Write it down. 877 247 2426 877-247-2426. With Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can know for certain how your eternity will turn out. Instead of following Satan and the Antichrist and, and being condemned with a Christ-rejecting world to an eternal hell, you can follow Jesus Christ and be welcomed into heaven and eternity with God. Maybe you're a little shy about calling that number. Do this. Chat with someone. And you can do that at chataboutjesus.com chataboutjesus.com. I hope that you will use one of these ways to reach out to someone 
who can help you come to Christ. Maybe you're already a believer in Jesus Christ, but you need to be strengthened in your witness for the Lord Jesus. You can call that number. You can you can chat where we said and get the help that you need. You know, we have here on This Week in the Word at dredhill.podbean.com 128 episodes. Can you believe that? 128 episodes, and they're all free. You can listen to every one of them and grow in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can send them right from the app where you're listening right now. You can send them to people by email. You can, I guess you can text them out. I'm not sure how to do that through the app, but uh, you whiz kids, you'll figure it out. You can post it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I guess, and anywhere else you want to. And anyone in the world can listen for free. Join me in getting out the word while the word can still be gotten out. I believe the window is closing. The night is coming. We need to be working hard while there's still daylight. Thank you for listening. It's my honor and privilege to share with people every week on This Week in the Word. God bless you for listening today. Come back next week. If if we haven't been taken to heaven before then, come back next week to dredhill.podbean.com. Tell somebody else about it. And I look forward to teaching you again if the Lord allows it. God bless you. Have a great week.